Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches Road podcast. Today, we are joined by Sarah Heino from Finland, Michael Schurich from Austria, and Craig Rosa from Wales. All three are currently studying as well in the degree program uh, in which we are studying here in Biromeki. And we have been knowing them, well, since the beginning of our studies, basically. And it was really a good opportunity to talk with them about their key takeaways and what they have been learning from the program, why they got involved, a little bit about their background. So it was really interesting. And I, I think it just highlights how how much variety in our program is because Sarah is from track and field. Craig has a rugby background. He has done some taekwondo. Shudo is a hockey guy. So there's a lot of a lot of different perspectives and a lot of um, good people and a lot of a lot of different thinkers as well. So that's something very valuable. And I, I want to say that um, there are plenty of good students here in Viromeki and there are plenty of good alumni. We also had some of them on, but they are basically at the moment they are just they are just they are examples of our program, what what has happened to them and they are basically with us their story and we have a really good roundtable discussion with them. And I hope that we can actually do this in the future again because this was was really fun. I think this was also a little bit more um, emotional let's let's put it this way because we are both involved in the program as well and um, we we kind of made similar experiences as well so it was really good to hear their thoughts and that they had the opportunity to share it here as well today yeah for sure i really enjoyed today's conversation and especially once it started to open up and, and flow a little bit more it was it was a lot of fun to to talk to craig sarah and michael and you know it's it's interesting the the things that you know you know these people for a year and a half and you're you're still learning about them like Craig I didn't know he was doing taekwondo at all in his background so it's cool that he brings that experience in as well and then um you know living with Michael for the last year and a half I, I know quite a bit about him but you know there's still things that that you pick up on so it's cool to get to know them a little bit better and and just to explore the program a little bit more and, and this is something that we've talked about doing for a while getting some students on it and just discussing and it actually works out great um, as a little bit of a kind of advertisement for the program if you will as well because the the application period for next year's class just opened up um, on the 7th of January and goes until the 20th so if you know any young coaches out there that want to just become the best version of them that they can and and become the best coach that they can for their athletes and, you know, are, are ready to take the next step. Um, please share this with them and, and we'll put the, the link to the program on Haga Helios sites in the show notes. But well, until yeah. then, also yeah. if any, if any students is listening, uh, I mean, if any hockey coach is listening and does not really know what he or she wants to do, I mean, any sports coach who is listening and does not know what he or she wants to do in the future, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a message on Twitter on our personal account. You can send us a message on Instagram. So, and we are, we, 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 we will help if anyone would like to contact us. So please, please feel free to contact us if you would like to know more about the program and about the application process. Yeah. And you know, that's exactly what I was about to say. It's, it's this program so open and everyone around it is just willing to help everyone. So just reach out if you have any questions or anything like that. Um, and then just just go for it. You know, it's a it's a life changing experience. So um, don't don't hold back and, and take that leap. So yeah, without further ado, let's just take it over to the discussion, and we hope everyone enjoys.
So now we welcome on three of our classmates from the degree program here in Viramaki. We have Michael Schurig from Austria, Sarah Haino from Finland, and Craig Rosser from Wales. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, let's just go quickly through and kind of share your background, where you grew up, what kind of sports you were involved with, and, and kind of how you got into coaching and then how you got into the studies. And maybe Michael, we'll start with you. Yeah, thanks, Derek, for having me on the show. Um, as I said, I grew up in Austria, in Feldkirch, a little town in the west of Austria, where I spent my youth and childhood playing ice hockey. So that's kind of how I fell in love with the sport. Uh, I also played a little bit of soccer and some other sports in, in the free time as well. But mainly it, it, it was hockey all the time and... Well, after my my junior years, and I I realized that I won't be good enough to earn some money in hockey as a player. So uh, I wanted to give something back to the sport and started coaching young kids in my hometown club there. And I always was very interested in in the coaching itself. So I did some educations in Austria and went through the coaching licenses, licenses there. And I was quite lucky because when I did the, the A license, which is considered the highest one in Austria for hockey, I, they, the Austrian Hockey Federation had a cooperation with the Finnish Hockey Association and also with the Hagahelia University. So that's how I came in touch with the teachers from the school. And at the end uh, was actually Mika Vehelomuka that I had a one-on-one -on -one talk with. And he asked me if, if it wouldn't be a possibility for me or if I wouldn't be interested to join the program here. And, and then I, I, did, I did the application and after a quite long process, I, I got in and I got a spot in the program. And, and so I quit my, my regular job back home, moved to Finland and started, started this whole thing up here. And so far, I can only say that that was the best decision of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I can say getting to know you has probably been a very interesting year and a half. So I'm, I'm glad we've been moving with each other for a while now. But... Uh, maybe Sarah will kick it over to you. Okay. Uh, thanks, Derek and Rick, for having me in in your podcast. It's really, really nice to be here and share some of uh, my own ideas and and then background because I have a completely different background than than Michael, for example. Uh, I grew up in Lahti in in Finland. And I have basically lived my whole life in here, in in Lahti, except at the moment I'm I'm actually living in England in Manchester, and and I used to live also in Luxembourg and in Germany for for half a year. Uh, my background is in track and field. I was six years old when my mom brought me to track and field practices, and. Uh, and immediately I knew that this is my place. <laughs> I think it's because I was pretty talented kid and I always loved to run. 
so that's why I stick to to running and 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 track and field. And I was pretty young when I knew that I wanted to be elite athlete. But when I was 15 or 16 years old, I got injured and I got like many, many different kind of injuries. I was in kind of a cycle where one injury was kind of healed and then I got the new one and, and that kept going two to three years. And I couldn't compete anymore. And then I saw a lot of doctors and doctors told me that it's not possible for me to compete at the same level at the moment because of all the injuries and and stuff going on. So I quit the the running. And uh, then I had maybe three to four years that, that I didn't even want to think about sports or or anything related to the sports or running. And uh, I studied uh, one other degree. I studied one degree as a nurse and I worked over three years as a psychiatric nurse. And I I took care of the, the psychiatric patients. And then I, I actually wrote my thesis about anorexia and how to treat the, the anorexia. And uh, and uh, I think it was three years ago when I went back to the track and field because I just wanted to try if I can uh, if I can get in 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 a good shape and if I can if I can just run as fast as I I I run when I was a teenager so I started to train again. And and um, I also coached at the same time. I have been coaching track and field over five years now. Uh, I got asked to coach when I was uh, studying as a nurse as a side job, and and I started to coach because I always moved back to the track. So I went back and started to coach, and then then I was studying as a nurse at the same time. But two or three years ago, when I started to train again then I just got the idea that I always dreamed to be an elite athlete or at least to do something with the sport and I enjoyed training a lot and I enjoyed coaching a lot then so I thought that I'm I'm still young I I I, I might be able to study another degree so so I uh, Googled and then, then I asked from one of my friends who was actually studying the same program uh, that what what's his ideas and opinions about the program and uh, he enjoyed studying in, in Biarmaki. So then I just thought that I will apply and, and try to get in. And when I got in, I was so excited i i remember when when i was walking back home from my work and i saw the email that i got into this program i started to cry immediately and then i called to my mom like oh i got in uh, this this must be a mistake <laughs> and and then uh i went to the website where you can um kind of uh 
check check yourself into the program that you are taking the place i i did it immediately because i thought that i might be like it this might be a mistake and i might lose the 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 spot if i don't take it right away and uh at the moment i actually feel that i'm 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 in a right place i'm there where i belong even if i'm not sure what i'm going to be when i'm 30 years old <laughs> yeah go for it craig okay so um this might be a bit of a long story because for me it was like it wasn't as clear a path as maybe for some some people but uh yeah so i should start originally uh maybe where I'm from. So I'm from Wales, I'm from Swansea, and I grew up playing a lot of rugby, as you kind of do. Uh, and I was really sort of solid at sports in school, um, like track and field and stuff as well. Like whenever we did that, I was usually one of the better kids, one of the better sort of more athletic kids. Um, and I actually did try to do track and field for a little bit. My grandfather was pushing me to do long distance running that didn't really last very long. Uh, and then I started playing rugby properly with, with a club. And uh, yeah, I played that for many years, but also I have a, a big interest in, in, in music. So after when I was like maybe 16 or so, I just wanted to focus on, on being a musician and also being working in the theater industry. So I sort of put serious sports on hold for a while to concentrate on uh on that and even took a degree in technical theater and while i was there was when i sort of rediscovered sports and rediscovered or discovered that i want to work in in this industry so um i was trying to get back to play rugby in the in that university but because it was an arts degree I wasn't permitted like the time to do sports because uh, quite typically in, in Britain, in the universities, uh, Wednesday afternoons are always reserved for sports programs. So like that's when all the teams will compete. Like for example, all the rugby games, the serious like league games are always played on a Wednesday afternoon. But because my program was kind of bought out, it was an independent drama college which got bought out by a university and I was the first year to do it so they weren't they didn't have any of these like things in place to support the students doing extracurricular stuff so I actually I tried out for the rugby team I think I got into their seconds or thirds team um, but then I couldn't play any games so obviously that was bitterly disappointing but uh, I discovered taekwondo instead and I started then training quite seriously with Taekwondo and really wanted to compete. Uh, and I think one summer I bought a book um, on strength and conditioning, or it was like an MMA fitness book, which I still have. And I actually still use the program. It's, it's pretty good. But I trained all summer, one summer following this book, like to the T, like not, not skipping any, any detail. And when we came back to to uh, school, 
and the training started again because they don't we didn't have the practice over the summer because there's no students so when i came back uh, i was quite clearly one of the fittest guys in the, in the in the club like and i was like maybe a yellow belt like the second rank only but i was still i was like fitter than some of the senior members and the black belts and, and stuff and it just sort of opened my eyes to how like conditioning training can help you so much in sports and how like uh how much more i was getting out of the out of the practice just because i was fitter then meant that my technical stuff was improving like a lot and i was able to be more competitive so it kind of planted the seed and and i grew from there like this real passion for fitness training and strength and conditioning and uh i realized i didn't want to do my degree anymore or i didn't want to work in the theater industry anymore i wanted to work with athletes and i wanted to work in some way in in a sports field or fitness industry or something but i had like zero direction zero knowledge how to do it um so i tried to become a personal trainer which i was for a few years but it was couldn't have been further away from anything that i wanted to actually do uh then i came to finland to live and started playing rugby in finland and naturally it seems to happen here that if you're a foreign guy playing in in finnish rugby and you're keen you end up doing some kind of coaching or some kind of uh admin or something to do like with the legal or the team like at a higher level because you understand the, the the culture and stuff more so i started coaching in finnish rugby um and that kind of like really really further deepened my my love and want to to coach somewhere and as far as the program goes actually i was working in a gym in tampere and there was a guy there who was doing a work placement for um for his degree and he was on the finnish side of of our program and we were just you know just talking and he was explaining what his degree was and i was looking for some kind of degree or some way to get into professional sports and he explained that they have an english program as well okay i'll have a look you know just like just have a look because i had also been looking at uh uvascular university at they have like a master's program but there's like a the bachelor's i think anyway there's the bachelor's is kind of attached to it and then you just do the the master's on top but you needed previous uh qualifications in 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 this industry or in this sort of uh sports science field which i did not have except for a fairly meaningless personal training qualification so i looked at it and thought yeah okay this this will work i just needed something to get me going so i could go to to uvascular university and i had no idea what the course was really i just knew okay i'm going to be learning about coaching and i'm going to be learning a little bit about strength and conditioning i had no idea whatever whatsoever that it was you know pretty renowned in especially in the ice hockey world 
and people from all over the world are applying and trying to get in. I had no idea. I applied once. I traveled up to the interview. It took me something like 12 hours the whole day, maybe even longer. I was exhausted. By the in the interview process, one of the tutors asked me, "Did I have any goals?" And I told him, "No." Like, of course I have goals. That's exactly why I'm sat in front of you. But I was just so tired. Got home like there's no way. There's no way that I got into that school. No, no chance. And then yeah, like Sara said, I got an email then saying I got in. Like, what? Really? No, that's that can't be right. Yeah, and then I got to the school, and there's these guys like, yeah, you know, I I've played at like youth international level and for this country and stuff like. Okay, so I'm like just some dude who slipped through the gaps or something. But that's kind of my background. It's a bit of a long, uh, a long path to get there. I was very confused for for a little while, trying to get into the industry and trying to figure out do I need to get in as like, do I need a second degree to crack into the professional industry or the sports industry or even just for a club to take me seriously? Um, or can I do it? Can I just, like, be a PT, find some contacts, get involved in a club, and I go that way? But it just seemed that everywhere nowadays, especially uh, in rugby, where obviously when I was in Wales, I was looking at working in rugby, Especially there, it's so much like you need to have this qualification, you need to have a degree and, and stuff. It just wasn't really wasn't really a possibility to just go in and yeah, I'm a PT, I wanna coach your you know, if your athletes are just paying a lot of money. Obviously that wasn't gonna be the, the case. So yeah. And then I found this course and now I'm on on track. Well, first of all I need to say that I think that First of all, when, when we all got that email, I think everyone was kind of on the same spot. I totally felt the same way when I got that email that I got into the program. I think I didn't tell anyone for one week because I was like, I thought as well it was a mistake. And I was actually pretty, I was excited and shocked at the same time because it was absolutely not uh, my plan. But now we are all here today and I'm very excited that we can record that episode. And in the answers I hear or I could hear like more or less three very mutual things. So first of all, what is what is very interesting to me that everyone of us is, of course, we have, I would say every class has about 10 Finns and then 10 foreign peoples about, but um, there is definitely a cultural influence. So that's the first thing, what is very mutual in our program. The second thing, what I find very unique is that everyone has a different sports background. Again, it provides you with so many different perspectives. You have you have a rugby guy running a uh, running a rugby clinic then Sarah we had you you're running a track and field clinic we have the hockey clinics but then we have soccer clinics so there are so many different things you can take away from different sports and from different people and we have been highlighting this as well several times on the show and then the, the third thing what is I think the most curious thing for me and the most exciting for me is that like there was not the clear path I think and this is a very common feature as well for everyone I mean for example, Shudo, you, you you quit your job. Craig, you had a totally different path. And Sarah, I think maybe you had also some different plans. And I think this is this is something that 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 stays out. And it's always very interesting to hear like what, to hear that how the path goes and how everything develops. But at the end of the day, as I said, we are here today, and that's that's I think we all 
where we appreciate the opportunity a lot. And I want I would like to know that at the end of the at the end of the day, when you received that email, why did you decide that? Why are you coming here to the program? What 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 were your hopes getting out of it? And overall, well, like I, I said, that I was just using it as a stepping stone, pretty much, so I could get into a, a different school, and so I could study a master's. And that that's all I was thinking of was initially, anyway, was that I need to get these basic qualifications i say basic you know obviously I, i know otherwise now this course is is written in a certain way that isn't so so that you need really a real solid hard qualification like a master's degree to work in in the sports industry it gives you so many more tools uh than than that does but Yeah, that was my initial thought. Okay, I just need to get this done. It's three years. I'll get it done, and then I'm going to apply to to U Vascular, you know, and and push for the masters. And that's really where I want to go. You know, that's it. I just got to get this out the way, and then I can go for the masters. So, I you know that was all I was thinking. Maybe it was not not the most positive attitude in a way, but when I got to the school and I saw it's very 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 different completely different to what i was expecting and the way that the program is run and like well what our first week we went on a massive hiking and camping trip that was what 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 kind of school is this what are we doing here yeah so it was very different when i got there and then i realized that maybe this is a little bit more than just a stepping stone and i think i was quite right in that And that assessment is very different to what I initially thought. Well, well, yeah, and I think that's the that's the whole point of it, right? I think if you if you come here, you expect like as you said, it's a it's a stepping stone because usually I think as at least from from my experience and hearing from our experience as well that usually as you said that high school was a total stepping stone to me. It was only the door for me that I can apply to studies, and this was supposed to be also a stepping stone for something for what I don't really know. But usually it's like. Ah, uh, we want to get the degree because we want to. Yeah. We, yeah, well, you want to invest in your future, but you only use this degree as the next step to get to the next level, but not with the intention of really continuously improving. I think that's a very important tiny difference here. And Shudo, Sarah, why did you have decided to come to study here? I decided to come to study here because I wanted to get closer to the sport world. Um, I don't still have kind of an exact road that I want to go through or or I don't even know if what I want to be after this program. So I basically took the place, came to the school, wanted to see if if the sport world is actually my dream, if I really want to work towards the towards the the sports that and and if I can be in a part of the sport in somehow because I can't be an athlete so maybe I can I can uh, help the others to to grow as a human beings and as athletes and I I have always loved to help others that's something that comes inside of me that I'm pretty helpful and I'm thinking thinking the others first so 
So that's why I ended up even coaching at the first place. And uh, maybe even even the part of me just wanted to found myself when I started the school that if I really want to kind of um, change my future career completely from nursing to coaching. <laughs> so this is kind of a exper- experiment for me. <laughs> but uh, so far, I have enjoyed it a lot. And, and as I as I said before, I have found my place. I'm, I'm at the moment there where I want to be, even if I'm not completely sure like what I want to do after the program. And that's actually one of the hardest parts for me that on the first year, I noticed that half of our group, they already know what they want to do. They came to the school I and told the teachers or, or, or to other classmates that I want to be a hobby coach. I want to be a strength and condition coach. And I want to end up to to some like higher league or or something like that and then I was sitting in 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 the middle of the room like oh my god I have no idea what I want to do and you all kind of uh, already have your road what you want to follow and your dreams and goals and and so on but uh I actually had a really good discussion with my tutor teacher and uh, he told me not to stress that much because you never know what the future will will give you and uh, and I think this year is a good example of that that you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On, on that I think I think that actually that's a good thing about this course generally is you don't really need to know what you want to do because you get so many like options and you get so many opportunities and like you never know who you meet as well because you know when we get for example like the alumni students who come and explain to us now where they are and you get like i think we had one baseball coach who is now head of baseball in finland and i think he's a teacher somewhere if that, if i remember but like anyway you, you don't really know who who you're going to meet and you might find like oh there's this person who works here or knows this person who's looking for someone like a coach like in this field or whatever and you you just don't know and I don't think you need to necessarily have a clear understanding of what you want to do or a clear vision of really what you want to do for the course to be beneficial for you and you know you okay maybe maybe if you're if you're an ice hockey person because let's be honest it this course does attract mostly ice hockey coaches or aspiring coaches but I think even if in that industry it or in that sport, if you're unsure, you'll find something and you will be sure if not when you graduate, but just with the people that you meet, eventually you'll you'll find something that works and, and, and go with it, I think. I actually agree. And I think it's good to have different kind of opinions and different kind of uh, kind of uh, options that, that at the end end of the day you can choose I think if I would have like a really clear structure of my studies and and what uh, and goals and 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 idea what I want to do and I I would spend three years 
just reaching that one thing. And then at the end, I might find my find myself in a position where where I I'm not happy. That that I I kind of lost all the other opportunities and options on a road to to achieve that one goal. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to explain. That it's really good to have one certain goal, and if you really know what you want to do at the end of the of the of this program or at the end of this year or at the end of your life, then go for it and try to reach your goals. But keep your eyes open. You mm-hmm. you might get some other options and some other ideas and and opportunities. Yeah. 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 While you're sure. trying to reach your goal. And there's a lot of truth in there. It's not just a linear path. We we need to definitely consider as you just said, that there are so many things coming across and especially, Craig, you mentioned the alumni presentations and I think they are a very, very good inspiration. I, if I remember right, the guy was Tony Jones and there we just see that what kind of different paths you can go and like overall, yeah. like they're just really good inspirations that what can happen if you invest in, in yourself at a certain time with the program, what you can actually get out and where you're going to go. And I think that's what's so good that like, in that process you really need to learn to enjoy enjoy the the ride enjoy the struggles but also enjoy the good moments around it so i think that's very valuable but shudo now to you mr austria why did you come here hey <laughs> yeah well like i mentioned before i was i was working already in my regular nine to five job in the metal industry and but for many many years i was i was thinking always like uh, I can't be everything that life has for me, and and then when I was like 23, our my hometown club, they hired a Slovakian coach as a head of coaching for the junior side, Antišek Stolz, and I was working two and a half years as his assistant coach, and and there I really got to, or I really realized like what it means to be coach and what it means to be a professional coach, even if you are working with, with kids and on the junior side. And that inspired me actually quite a lot working with him. And I realized that that's what I want to do as well. That's that's what, what, what I want to have as my main job to be involved in in hockey and be be involved in coaching and and when I got to know about this program, I I didn't hesitate to to apply and and when I got the message that I got in, I was surprised like like you were like I was like holy shit is that real and and after after like two days or so I decided yeah. Let, let's do it and and, uh, and I went for it and and like you mentioned as well the program it gives you a lot of options and I came in thinking what I want to do is I want to be working mostly with kids like under 14 under 12 in that age group because that that was what I know I was working with with that age groups mostly back home and 
And after two weeks here in Finland, I ended up being an assistant coach in an under 20 team. So it can go quite fast sometimes here. And but now uh, I love what, what I'm doing. I love working with, with those, those guys. And, and it really opened my perspective that maybe I, I don't want to coach only with, with kids in the future, but I, I want to go even higher maybe. And, and now I, I feel like it, it gave me so, so many more possibilities to where to go. And obviously you get so many connections through the program and, and also what you learn every day, the tools you get as a coach, it just, it just really, it's a, it's a booster for, for your coaching career, no matter where you want to go, you have the tools to do so, I would say, if you really put your mind to it. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I, I think I'll, I'll be the final one to say that when I got that message that I was accepted into the program, it was, uh, I think 2.30 in the morning or something like that for me. And I turned my sound volume, my volume up on my phone so it would wake me up if I got an email. Um, but I, I did it right away as well, sorry, because I was like, okay, if I wait until the morning, they're, they're going to kick me out. Um, so I did it right away as well. And I think that's that's what I really came into the program with, is just like a pure excitement of, you know, I had some idea of what I wanted to do in the future, but with what I had heard of the program, like I knew I was just excited for, for all of the opportunities that could come. Right. And all of the things that, that you could end up doing and the people you would meet and everything like that. So now going into kind of the, the meat of the, the conversation here in the meat of the program, um, I'd like us to go around and, and just kind of share our e takeaway from the program. If we could think of one thing that has really, made an impact on not just who we are as coaches, but who we are as people. Um, and Rick, I'd like you to share yours as well, because I don't think I've actually asked you this about the program, but you know, if, if I was to start, I, I think it's just the, the learning environment from the program, you know, forget all the content, forget all the, um, the details you learn about strength and conditioning, sports psychology, um, athlete development, forget all of that, just learn from the environment and learn what you can do from your classroom as a student and taking that into as who you are as a coach. I think that's probably my biggest takeaway is just how do we create good environments for our athletes and for the people we're trying to teach. Um, so now to you guys, uh, I don't know who wants to jump in first, but, but please. Yeah, I'll, I'll go because that's just me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, it's a really hard question to to answer. Like to sum up the main thing that you take away, because like I made some really great contacts and like people that I never sort of thought would be kind of somebody that would be useful in a sense, in a professional sense, like to to know for for myself. But I think aside from the contacts and like, you know, the people that you know from different sports clubs and different backgrounds and their opinions and everything that you, that you get to experience. I think the biggest thing is that I got out of it or I'm getting out of it is being a sort of 
of this perpetual student. So I really feel like the, the biggest thing is that they teach you, or rather you learn yourself, how to continue studying and how to continue learning after the, the program. Because like, especially for me as, as, a, as an aspiring strength coach, that's your, your basis, your whole backbone is your knowledge. You know, you can have all the sort of interpersonal skills that in the world. You can be like, everybody can love you as soon as you walk into a room and think like you're the best person ever and, and really want to be your friend and really want to listen to what you've got to say. But if what you're saying is is rubbish, as a strength coach, then you're not really worth anything, if you know what I mean. Like, you need to know, you need to have the info there. And there's so much stuff that you need to also learn that uh, the tool to be able to continue learning and learn on yourself and want to research and want to look up studies. And like, for example, if, if an athlete asks me a question of, you know, why is this exercise better than this? Or why are we doing this? I want to give them a reason why, but I want to give them like the right reason. And obviously if, if you don't know, you can't, you can't lie to them you shouldn't anyway lie to them and i think having that tool that you can you know how to look and you know how to learn so as you develop as a coach and as you develop all the other skills you're also developing your knowledge and you're also continuing your knowledge i think that's really that's really the biggest thing because once once you graduate what happens you know you're in a club or you're coaching an athlete or, you know, whatever it is, but you're on your own. There's, there's no tutors there to hold your hand anymore. There's no, uh, oh, I'm just going to send an email to, to Mika and ask him, like, <laughs> for some help with this. It, or maybe you could, but, I mean, it's not there anymore. That support structure isn't there. So what is there in its place? The tool to do it yourself and to learn it, learn it yourself. I think it was like on the first day, the, this phrase learning by doing came up as well. And I think that's also, that kind of ties in that like you will learn so much just by doing it and applying it and, and getting out there and getting stuck in, but looking to learn as well. I think that's also important. Yeah, Craig, I absolutely agree on that. That for me as well was, was a big takeaway. Um, for me, um, it was not even to, to learn how to continuously develop yourself, but actually in the beginning, it was more to learn how to learn at all because, because I, I haven't been in school for 12 years when I started here and I didn't do a high school or, or anything, but, but still I man managed a way to start, to start studying and that's maybe something I want to share with, with the listeners of this episode as well. Like, even if you think there is no way you can do something, if you really put your mind to it, there are always ways. And you, you will always fi find a way to, to achieve something if you really want it. And that's in the beginning of the, of, of the program, 
first book you you read is uh, growth mindset from carol dweck dweck i think and that was something that really set the tone for me for for this program and and maybe even for life like that was that was highly influential to me and to, to my how i view my own path kind of and i would say this is this was one of the biggest takeaways for, for me and then the other one is that all the the little conversations you have during lunch or in the evening you you will be somewhere at the campus and and you meet meet someone some of your classmates or from other classes and you just have a have a talk about hockey or or sports in general and and you kind of recap what what happened in school today or or whatsoever and and break you know and derek since we were living together last year like we had long long conversations almost every night about about what happened in school and we kind of went over it again and deepened the learning through that and and always some new questions would pop up and we would go online and figure it out again and so that that's just going back to your steric as well the learning environment that is created here on this campus is it's just huge and it's so much fun being here. Yeah, and those conversations, Michael, those conversations we used to have around our table is, is why I'm addicted to two cups of coffee at 4 p.m. in the afternoon now. So uh, thanks for that. But no, those conversations were great. Um, I think that's uh, one, of the, one of the things I'll never forget about this program for mm -hmm. sure. So Sara, what about you? I think my biggest takeaway, if we don't think about all the knowledge that I have uh, got from the program, is maybe the the things that I have learned about myself, because the teachers and all the all the school tasks they are forcing us to think about our own core values or principles or beliefs, and uh, they are asking us to create our own uh, coaching philosophy. So we really need to focus on our own uh, values and beliefs and uh, our and on our own ways to act and treat the other people's people. So I have learned a lot about myself and how I act and I, how I want to act in, in, in the future and what are my values and, uh, and how, how we all can reach our dreams if we work hard enough and, uh, I have got a lot more of uh, self-confidence during this program because we we have to run all those clinics and we we have to teach even the the other other uh, DP students and uh, we have to kind of uh, trust ourselves that we are able to teach the things to the others. And that 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 we we also know the things good enough that we are able to teach the the others, and maybe yeah the the self confidence, but also I have um, 
got the thought that uh, maybe we don't always have to think what the others think think about us. Maybe maybe we can try to reach our dreams without thinking what others might think about my own dreams or my 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 decisions or or ways to do the things because if if we are trying to please everyone around us then we might lose ourselves so so the school has also taught me kind of a authenticity that we should always be us not to kind of lose ourselves for trying to be something that we are not this is really deep but 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 i think that's the biggest takeaway the the new knowledge and about myself and and uh, better self-confidence. I think it's interesting that you, you touched on the core values as well there. Like every course, every class sets their their core values, which like obviously, as Derek mentioned about the environment, the learning environment, that is kind of the bedrock then of how you interact with each other. But I really, I agree with you that that thing when, when you think about that and you reflect on the, the core values, how that really changes you as a person and how that really gives you more confidence and more of a, like, it, it makes you consciously think more about how, how you act around people and how you want to act sort of in the future. So, yeah, I think that's, that's another one of those, like, it's a it's a really important part of the course and something that I think you will always always take away. Like like I have a, a young family now and I'm already thinking about, you know, when my when my daughter's old enough that maybe that's something that we will do as a family in some way is like a the core values of how we want to, you know, re like respect each other and how we want to behave in, within the house. So like it, it, the tools that go beyond just coaching and make you sort of a better hu- human, which in turn make you a better coach and a better professional. Yeah, yeah, it's a cycle. All right, Rick, your turn. Yeah, no. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just, I just had a thought that if, if, if you don't know yourself at all, and, uh, and you don't kind of. Uh, know your strengths and weaknesses how you can help others to grow i think you should very true kind of a yeah you you should know yourself first and then you can uh, help the others to grow yeah yeah well it's first of all it's a lot of it's a lot of good stuff here and i think you emphasize some some very important things and that's why overall first of all i need to say this place itself is so unique. I mean, I grew up, I said several times in a small village close to Potsdam and Berlin was very close. And when you come here, my first reaction was like, okay, three years in the forest, that's going to be interesting. But it's it's getting, it's a little bit different, but after a while you figure it out. I mean, Chulu, you are, you, I think you know what I mean. If you come, I'm, I think you have been around you and stuff like that. So it's 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 very, very different. So overall, but I think my my... My biggest key takeaways, there are so many, so I had time to think a little bit and I've been I've been writing some stuff down already, but maybe at some point I should sit down and really write a reflection about what I've been taking away. But first of all is that 
I think I had a misconception about learning when I was studying in Germany that learning is actually something what is not fun at all and that learning can be actually fun is is something I I really I really have been taking to my heart meanwhile actually that because when I was in school it was like learning I associated learning with something negative that okay because it was memorizing I I was pretty good at memorizing but the amount of time I was putting into it was very unnecessary because I could rather have I could I could have invested the time in shooting parks or going outside or stuff like that. So really, really learning to laugh to learn. I think that's that's something I I've been taking away a lot. And I think also the the <laughs> the other thing is that you you come here actually with the expectation that you want to get answers and then you get to read research paper. I wasn't a very big reader before that, and it took me actually a lot of time until I was capable of developing my, my reading skills and stuff like that. So, but that, but once you start to read all these things is that you actually, that you actually have more questions than you want to have answers. So I think that like, and overall, I think like the whole point, I've been hearing this also somewhere else, the whole point of doing research and the whole point of reading these academic journals is to um, ask better questions at the end of the day. And I think that's something I, I really learned and took away as well. And I think if I think back about the classes, I think Craig, you still remember we had with you, Havori. I was so impressed about his questioning skills in the beginning. I was like, oh my God, that's that's a really high level. And I really like, when you really work on your questioning skills, it's it's also, I really have been taking away that developing developing good good questions. And as you guys said already, just the, just the, just the core values. I think I was always someone who, had these, but I mean, like, who always felt something about it, but I didn't really know what what I call it. Well, you hear about it, but not really internalized it. So, like, really taking the time and thinking about yourself. And I think what is also very powerful is that now during Christmas, I had a lot of time with myself and gave me time to reflect. And I really like, I think that really spending time with yourself is so important overall because that's the best way how you get to know yourself and that's the best way how you actually have the time to think about the stuff that where where have you been where are you now where are you going to be in the future what do i what do i need to do better what are my strengths all these things so like really and that's that's the next thing i think really learning to reflect critically on certain things and not just like saying oh oh gosh this is this is not working out and stuff like that, really learning to reflect critically. So why it didn't work out? What could I have done differently? What could I have done more? So stuff like that and goes back to that questioning and continuous improvement Kaizen theme and and also that just overall that, as you said, the opportunities you get provided. I was very blessed. Unfortunately, when you guys were a first year student, the COVID thing started, but that you have the opportunity to work in Poyola Lairi, that you have the opportunity to work in IHF camp, the people you meet, the networking, and just overall networking is so much fun because of the point you meet so many different people. And again, it strengthens your horizon and you get so many different perspectives. So it's, it's very fun. And I think my biggest key takeaway is that really emphasizing the growth as an individual and in, in, in every day and that it's okay to think about yourself as well, because I think that's something I'm still working on a little bit and I'm sometimes still struggling with it, but 
it's okay to think about yourself because uh, otherwise you cannot grow. Uh, and I think that really individual growth and in everyone is possible and that there's no, 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 no excuses that you can't better. You have all the tools, you have every, everything around you. And, and I think someone, well, Oliver David said recently on our show that I don't want to be the same person tomorrow. And I totally feel the same way. And um, my last thing, what I wanted to say is that just, it has been, a very interesting journey, I think, for all of us. And it's going to be very interesting where we're going to be in the future. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good takeaways, everyone. I think um, I think that's, those are some really the more core aspects of our program, I think. And that, that highlights really well in what we, what we just talked about. But, you know, we've got, I want to say, about 15 minutes before we, we kind of have to wrap it up. So there's two more big themes that I want to, I want to hit on here. And the, the first one for me is just, you know, Shudo mentioned those little conversations we had. And, and I, I love those conversations. You have them walking to lunch, you know, we had our afternoon tea and everything like that, but just what are some of your favorite memories from the program? And, and Craig, you spent two years here at Viramaki, Rick, you're in your third year here in Viramaki. And um, me, Shudo and Sara, we're, we're in our second year here in Viramaki. And there, there's plenty of memories. Um, and, but I, I'm not going to be the first one to share on this one. So uh, someone jump in and, and let's get memory down memory road. Well, I, I think uh, Rick, ha oh. Rick has a nice story, but yeah, you go ahead first. And I think Rick maybe can tell you a, a good story after that. Maybe. Depends on the mood. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to tell his story? <laughs> no, I think it's even more funny if Craig is going to share it because if I tell it, no one is going to laugh. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so should I start? Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I really liked the Oriolan weekend. I think it was the best part of the, of the first year. Controversial <laughs> take. Controversial take. Not everyone's <laughs> going to agree with that, but sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, but... They made us to bike 70 kilometers in a rain. And then they made us to sleep in a tent. Cool. It sounds crazy. It, it sounds crazy, but, but that's something that they should do with every group. Because when you put 18 completely strangers to bike 70 kilometers, and then, then you ask them to build the tent, go to the sauna, and and make the food on a fire. And and you place them all in the same place. At the end, they start to open up themselves and uh, kind of uh, get to know each other and uh, and uh, feel like. Uh, one big family. Yeah. So I, will say the I think that years helped as well, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if we don't think about the beers or, or any <laughs> alcohol, I I I would like to remember that atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the thing why we are kind of a one big happy family. I I, I mean our our class at least that we are actually always helping each other. We, we can share our, our ideas. We don't have to think if I can open my mouth, mouth and, and 
share my thoughts and, and, and we don't have to think what the others might think about us. So I think Orilambi is one, one part of, of that that made, made us a, as a one big group with equal, uh, equal students inside of the group. So I think that's the kind of the best memory I have yeah. if I don't have more time to think about it. That's just what came to my mind at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, I, quite, it's quite an experience, isn't it? That, that yeah. Really <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, personally, I loved it as well. I thought it was... Yeah, we like, had a great one, Craig. We had really good yeah, driver. Yeah. Was, we had a great one. Like, what, what a way to start, you know, start a course. Like, I've, I've been living in a tent for a week. And yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> my first week of, of school. Yeah, for, for us, yeah, I think we had the same sort of experience. That it was brutal. So brutal, especially the cycle. But when you got there, everybody was so bonded over it and like on the bus ride home it's like you've known these guys for 20 odd years yeah yeah you know it's really yeah I that's really cool yeah maybe yeah. it's a so, test they're testing us if we I, can I, bike 70 kilometers and then if you're yeah, well, maybe, that, then maybe. they will kick you off <laughs> no, I, I was actually yeah i was recovering as well from uh from a broken leg when i cycled oh, yeah so it was even more, for me, it was like, okay, if these guys are doing it, I, I think I need to do it. You know, it was like, I, I need to do this because I, I don't want to like, oh yeah, okay, I'm injured. You know, what what does that tell you when, when like the pressure's on, you know, you all have to pull together if I, okay, I'm just going to skip it out, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think that that is why they do it as well is they want to push you and they want to, they want to force you into an uncomfortable situation, so you have to rely on each other. And and obviously, then you make pretty much lifelong friends from it. Yeah, I mean that's. I, well, I think the other thing too, why they're doing this is is because if we think about that that whole mindset thing, growth being growth minded, that embracing the challenge, I think that's and really really getting to know yourself. I think there's no better place to do that than the nature. So I think that totally mirrors the 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 what the program wants to achieve and i think also that building those values and like building those cohesion inside the group i think that's 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 the whole purpose behind it i think at least yeah yeah i i think it's 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 such a good just bonding experience and and um one of the one of the things i will never forget as long as i live this is just the the chicken on the grill, um, our first night in Orlampi and it taking like 45 minutes. Um, so I think that was a, an experience none of us will forget. Um, but Michael, what about you? Did you have anything else or is it Orlampi for you as well? Oh, well, Orlampi is for sure a memory nobody will ever forget. Once you once you're done this trip, then this will be in your mind forever. And especially like you mentioned, like, how, how it changes the group in, in what is it three days four days it's really 20 strangers from across the world riding with a bike into the forest and and you come back as 
as one group, one team, one family. And so that, that's a huge experience. And, and it's, a, it's also great because it, it gives you already a tool as a coach, how, how to do team building with, with your team later. And, and basically the whole program, I, I see that they, they teach you in, the, in a way how they, how they see coaching. So everything they do with the classes, it's something you can do with the teams later on as well. Um, one of my favorite memories was, was in, the, in the first year, it was one night we were a couple, couple guys from the class together having some beers and like we were sitting there just talking having having a beer and like after one hour somebody brought up the the big tactic board already and we were drawing there and talking about tactics and hockey and and it went on for for at least two hours we were just talking hockey and like out of nowhere and and one thing led to another so that that was that was pretty cool so it, it was free time but but still actually we, we learned a lot from from each other during during that night and, and things like that kind of happened not only once like that this is something that happens regularly and yeah those are those are great memories always as well craig you want to share your favorite memories still i think yeah i'm still missing yeah. rick's story oh right. <laughs> yeah, yeah so so first of all my my I think favorite memory above anything else was actually after Aurelampi when I went for Hess burger on my own. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best burger I ever ate in my life. But anyway, this this story about Rick. So uh, we used to have one class. It was what I can't remember what day it was, but it was always it was like I think middle of the week. It was first thing in the morning, and the classroom was the other side of of campus and like Rick being the the kind soul that he is and the the guy who's always there first except when he's late and overslept um he offered to make everybody coffee and he sent this message in the whatsapp group that like hey yeah don't worry guys I've got the coffee there's a couple of people running late and like oh we, we want to get some coffee and Rick was like don't worry about it just come I've got you covered I'll make the coffee for everybody. I'm a team player. I'm going to do this. So I got there and this, it must've been about 20 minutes, half an hour after he sent that message. I got to the classroom. There's a little kitchen area and it's covered in coffee. Like it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. Like it's on the walls. It's on the ceiling. It's all over Rick. And he just stood there like, Oh, <laughs> Rick, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I've got you covered, guys. And then he just destroyed the coffee machine. <laughs> Did you learn from well, then? Well, well, I don't know, but he learned to never make coffee for the class again. Yeah, well, that's what I said, and I, I never did actually again because yeah, yeah, well, it happens. But I, I do actually something that just comes to my mind that I, I'd like to share that. In my first year, Rick knows this pretty well, but in my first year 
uh, it was very, uh, pretty horrible for me. Actually, one of my best friends died. Uh, he was not even 30 yet and he, he died quite, quite unexpectedly. And naturally something like that happens to you and it's, well, it, it, it hits you quite hard, but, uh, having the people around me in, in Vieramaki and, and the way that the program is structured and how easy it is to talk to people and how easy it is to talk to even the tutors, it really made things much easier for me and needing to go home for the funeral and, and things like that. It was like, don't even think about asking. You just, that's, we know you're doing it, you know? And I, I can imagine that like maybe in another circumstance, it wouldn't have been as easy to talk to my classmates and it wouldn't have been as easy to, you know, to, to seek help and, and get the, get that, that thing that you need when you're going through something like that. And especially because obviously my, my friend, he was in Wales and I'm all the way out, out here in Finland and in Viotomaki, like Rick said, you're, you're in the middle of a forest. So you feel very isolated and then you're already you feel even more isolated when something like that happens. But yeah, that was I think that 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 really helped me a lot at that point. And that's a very unique thing, I think, for our course that that I was able to, you know, easily get that help. Just it's just there. It's even offered to you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that goes back to that, that family thing we've been talking about. Like I, I trust Absolutely. and would open up to, and, and, and I know that each of my 17 classmates have, have my back and would love to help me and just be an ear for me to listen to if that's all I need. But I, yeah. that's what's so unique about this program, I think. And I think that part is, is fantastic for sure. And even when my daughter was born, I'm pretty sure that my classmates were up there with the first people who, who found out, like who knew, so... Yeah. To, to put a nicer spin to the end of that like you, you, it's that's something that is you never uh you never plan and it's something that you'll never forget as well that sort of friendship that you make yeah um well yeah i think now we can we can move into the the final theme of today and um i think it's it's great to to talk about the pluses of the of the program and, and how just unique and how worth this experience is coming here um but as we know like the the program is always wanting to get better just as it teaches us to get better it's always looking for ways to improve so what are your guys's thoughts on on kind of some development areas from the program and and what do you think that it's it's missing that would would add to your to your experience so far if i can go first um my background is is uh, in, in, in the individual sport and uh, our whole program is based on team sport. <laughs> so some of the times it's up to me and, and the other individual sports probably to remind that, that if we can uh, take also the other perspective for the things and for the studies just to to also kind of uh, take our experiences into consideration. Uh, but I think they have actually done a lot 
if, if I think about the first year and then if I think about this year, they have improved it already a lot because now, for example, when you are studying some tactical and technical aspects of team sports, we all individual members, we are kind of having a completely different course. We are having the kind of a mentors and we are having the discussions with the with our mentors about the about the things and about the areas that we want to focus more or we want to get more information about. And that's basically up to us what we want to work on with our mentors. And that's our technical and technical uh, tactical aspects of, of our studies. So I think they improved it a lot, but it's maybe something just to think about that if you are actually taking or taking into this program also the individual sports, then some of the times you should probably offer something to them as well. Mm. But I know it's also up to us that we should remind them that we are also here and uh, be active and uh, and uh, open our mouths and, and our ideas and our our perspectives of the things and uh, and personally I don't mind the hockey my dad used to play, play hockey my brother is a hockey player so I have basically ha- had someone inside of the hockey field in my whole life and I enjoy hockey myself and I have learned a lot from team sports and it's actually one huge part that I want to learn more how you coach the team, how you how you kind of a coach individual inside of the team environment. So for me, I don't mind that we are having that much of a team team aspects, but maybe some of the time we could also have our individual aspects. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. I think as well, like for, for our class, uh, there was a lot of people who just would kind of switch off whenever the word ice hockey came up. You know, they would just be like, okay, ice hockey, forget it. I'm, you know, I, I'm not too interested in, in listening. But so I think that... Quite like, often. Yeah, well, that, that happens too. But uh, I, I think, Sara, what you said as well is that like you are you're there as well and you need to be like proactive in a way of finding what can I get out of this and like what what could could I do something better whilst they're talking about hockey or like if there's a specific hockey class can I can I do something better? But yeah, for us that there wasn't really that often there wasn't really anything when there was a hockey specific class going on there wasn't anything in place there wasn't like okay so the non-hockey people you come and do this you know we're going to talk about this it was like okay it's only for these people which sometimes feels a bit like uh it's like an exclusive club you know like oh yeah i'm not a hockey player so i'm not invited and and I, i even actually because uh and now i'm coaching in in ice hockey and that was a personal decision that I made was to embrace the hockey and realize 
pretty much within the first couple of days that if I want to work as a professional coach in team sports in Finland, then it needs to be in, in ice hockey. So I embraced it and I tried to learn as much as I could about hockey. But if, even then, sometimes I'd walk into that class and they'd be like, what are you doing here? This is for hockey people only, you know. Mm. Yeah. But I, I don't know if is that like something that the, the is that something to do with the culture of your individual class or is it something that can be addressed like in terms of the structure of the course that you know that if you say that it's only for hockey people then it's only for hockey people and that kind of behavior happens yeah maybe and maybe like instead of of labeling like, like hey hockey only just say you know hey we're only talking about hockey here so if you're interested you can yeah. come of course but you know if you're not interested it, you know, it's just i hockey. think i think la last year our class maybe, maybe the younger group as well you had a had some of those classes but we had those lessons with with Farsi Mustanen. and it was about hockey but those were some of the most interesting uh lectures that that year yeah because they were free discussions they were very open he was you know very very happy to have like two-way dialogue with you and the, they were they were awesome but they were about ice hockey but well, they kind he, of weren't about ice hockey as well yeah we we had those classes now in this in the second year and, and right before christmas we had a lecture by our american football classmate uh caleb was denko about um yeah. it was about different types of american football offense and how we can relate the tactics from there into other invasion sports that was really interesting yeah. um but it's it's more of kind of just a general tactics class now i would say and less about specifically about ice hockey but of course there's still a lot of that's hockey a, in that class of course yeah but. that's a good improvement but for, for me a development area that i've been thinking about is the big project in second year, the athlete-centered coaching uh, assignment, because it's it's pretty much I would say that it's like ninety percent of what you do in second year. Mm. When you take an athlete or two, is it two athletes? Yeah, and you have to you have to two you have to need two yeah in case someone yeah. is dropping out. And you program for the entire season, from preseason to postseason you program for that athlete and you learn about periodization and you learn about like tactical, technical periodization, strength and conditioning periodization. You learn about like goal setting, all of that stuff. It's the big umbrella. It's the big foundation of what you do every single season as a coach, no matter what your, your discipline is, no matter what your area is, no matter what your sport is, it's what you do every day, every season. Yeah. Uh, it's a really great module. It's really valuable. It's it's like I said. It's what you do every day. So you really need to know what you're doing with it. But I found sometimes that uh, the structure, at least when we did it, the structure didn't work so well because it was all based on uh, basically like peer coaching or like we were in small groups and we were giving each other feedback on on the program that you've done so far on your goal setting on all of that stuff there wasn't much input from the tutors mm. you know it was like uh 
so say we were one group in the classroom and I would show you what I, my work so far. And then you all give me feedback. And I really felt sometimes that I was lacking that professional input and that knowledge from, from the tutors. And I know, I know for, for me, okay. I have experience with, with this, especially from the, the S and C stuff with periodization and programming long-term programming and stuff but i know a lot of people on the course uh, in in our class were struggling big time with it they just didn't know where to start and they give you material of course they give you resource material and you should read this book if you're unclear and you should read this which is is the learning style and the teaching style but even sometimes when i was asking for for help the response that i was getting was like we can't really because it's not it's not the coaching style or the teaching style for this, for this module, which is absolutely fine. But I think they should really have done that for a different module. You know what I mean? Because it is, like I said, it's so like crucial to what you do and it's a really big project. And yeah, I don't know what, what, what you guys going through it now, what you, what you think about it. But for me, I felt sometimes I was like, left on my own and when I got feedback and grade the grade for it, some of the feedback, some of, well, not negative, but the constructive feedback that I got in the areas I was missing, I felt like, well, if, if I'd had more, more tutor input, I could have avoided those, those pitfalls and gotten an overall better learning experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're going through that process right now. So it's, um, it's interesting to see that from our side as well. Judo, hmm? yeah. your development areas. Do you have anything? Um, well, for me as a as a hockey coach, I have to say there there is not as as much as as for you guys, maybe because of course I I enjoy that that hockey talk all the time and everything. Just what I, what I, Derek mentioned as well. Now our tactical classes include. Sometimes we would have a football presentation and talk about football tactics, or or soccer tactics and and different team sports in general, and and go from there. And and then we, of course, because most of the students in every class are hockey coaches, so the discussion will always kind of go back again on how we can use these principles inside hockey or where, where how does it relate to each other and and but that way you can see that often from different team sports tactic tactical principles they they emerge in 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 other sports as well and and so even if we talk hockey i think a football coach can take something out of out of it because this, the principles are similar or even the same, and yeah, that that that's an interesting thing. But you can see that the program is developing all the time, and and you as a student, you are a part of this development. The the teachers they really they ask for for feedback, and they they try to implement those things. Um, as much as possible so I think 
if somebody is applying now for the school starting the program in 2022 it will be again better than it is now for us and for me i have to say it's already great yeah yeah it's constantly changing and it's exciting where they they want to go in the future and bring this bring this program really far and far above every other coaching program on the on the planet so we'll see how that journey goes but um, we're running a, a, a little bit over here, so I think that's a, a good place to end this discussion for today. So thanks, Michael, Sarah, and Craig for, for joining Rick and I for this conversation, and um, all the best to you. And Sarah, safe travels back to, to England, and, and hopefully everything works out there. But yeah, just thanks for joining us. Thank thanks you. for having thanks. us. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs>
just a very great tradition. Of course, at the moment, unfortunately, we cannot play, but hopefully at some point we can play again. And I'm looking forward to um, um, embrace the tradition because it's 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 uh, so much fun to to be with with all the people there overall. And the conversation itself was just a really good reflection about what they actually have been taking away from the program and for us as well we have been involved in the conversation as well it was really good for us as well to share our thoughts here and there and i wanted to mention as well that what few other takeaways for me were actually i really learned to to love nature i really learned to love to be outside and i try to spend as much time as possible outside and the other thing is too that you really learn to become a become a better human being overall i think you have you have i think you have um certain abilities human well, we have certain abilities that's why you're in the program and uh and also if i speak about the human side but once you come here to the program you develop your human side a lot and it's just so powerful and it's really tough to put in words because you really need to feel that process you cannot it's really difficult to describe it with words but it's just that I feel that since the beginning of the program through the teachers and through the people you have around you, well, I became a, a better human and I, I strive to, to become better and better as a human on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot to take away from this program and, and just, just use in not only your coaching, but also just who you are as a person. I think that's that's a big thing for me. And I, I think I've been pretty kind of open about how, how much confidence this program has given me as a coach and, and just as a person, you know, and, and, uh, and just being able to believe in what I'm doing and not being afraid to try things and, and really um, not being afraid to take that meaning of learn by doing and really put it into action in my own coaching and in my own life. I think that's been one thing to, to really take away for me and, you know, one thing that I thought was really interesting about our selection of, of people on the show today is, you know, we had five people on the call. You had, we had you, me, Michael, Craig, and Sarah, and we had five different countries represented. We had three different sports represented and, and we had five very unique backgrounds of very unique paths through this program. And I think that's something that's really interesting as well, because if you think about you know, coaching becoming more and more as seen as a career and as a profession um, kind of all over the world, it, it, it should be highlighted that there's unique paths to being a coach. And there's so many different ways you can be a coach as well. But also like, you know, a lot of people think at the highest level, you have to be a former player to be a good coach or anything like that. And I think it's important to highlight as, as Travis Picard did on, on our show a few weeks ago that you don't have to be an expert player or a top player to be coaching top players or anything like that. And I think that's something to really take away from this conversation is that you don't have to have a background in coaching specifically or in sports specifically to make it not only in this program, but in the world of coaching. And I think, you know, we had um, three people on the call today that had prior to degrees and, and none of those prior degrees were anything related to, to coaching. I mean, it, it, it's, it's something that was really interesting to me and just where we all come from and, and where we're all going to end up. It'll be cool to look back and, and have a conversation with these guys in, in five, 10, 15 years and see where we all are. And 
it'll be it'll be interesting but i i really enjoyed the conversation today yeah and also i want to mention here is that i mean what you just said as well that every path is so unique and as there's no no right or wrong and there's no black and white and i think overall that what i've been also learning here it's a, well, what or what i've been more emphasized and what i've been more internalized what i want to say is that like every coach is so different and i'm 100% sure that if you if you, if you if you're coaching together in a team and the head coach is going to leave for example and the assistant coach is taking over the former assistant coach who is now the head coach will do some things different because he's a different person and that's totally okay because every individual has different cultural experience and every individual has has a different perspective on things and that's that's just something very positive and that's something we really need to embrace and i'm i just mean that i think if you think about like all the nations germany finland uh, sweden united states if you go to these leagues austria and you go maybe you go to visit every club on the, on the professional level or even on the juniors under 20s under 18s under 16 i'm 100% sure that the environment you're going to experience is, is always going to be a little bit different than every coaches always a, a, a different approach and that there's always something to take away from every coach so i think that individual piece and that every coach has a different approach is something something uh, very very unique and powerful as well yeah and i think that's what makes this program so cool is that you know it's not putting you into a box about how you have to coach it's it's giving you all of these modern theories all of these modern modern pedagogies all of these ideas and then basically turning around and saying hey here's all this information you put it into how you coach you know and, and you form it into your own thing i think that's what's really cool about this program and you know i, I think this is a a good opportunity to introduce a, um, a new kind of feature for the show um it's going to be on our website but we're going to be starting a student blog and and our, our idea behind this is just to get the voice of our our classmates and um, ourselves from time to time and, and some of the former students if, if they want to as well but give them a platform to write about the things that they're passionate about and, and share them with our listeners and, and and just give them a platform to to write about what they care about and I, I think it'll be really cool once we get that published it should be published here in the next week or two but um, it, it'll be really cool what we come out with and 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 what some of the students will write about and everything like that. It, it, I think it's going to be a great way to get their names out there and their work out there, and everything like that. So I'm looking forward to getting our, our classmates more involved with, with our process and putting them out there like that. I think that'll be great. And it'll highlight the, the program really well, I think, as well. It'll, it'll really show the, the kind of talent and the kind of um, people that we have in this school. And, and, and it's it'll be a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of good information will be out there on those. I think. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, a good place to wrap it up for today's episode though, with Sara, Craig and Michael. So thanks everyone for listening and don't forget to check out this program. The, the, that Rick and I are in, um, the link will be down in the show notes. Um, and just share it with any young coaches. Like we said at the beginning of the episode, it's, um, it's a, a great place to, to come and learn and you don't have to be young. You know, we have, we have 35, 40 year olds in our program as well. So, um, anyone can become a coach at any time. So share it and spread the word. 
And for now, connect with the show on social media at The Coach's Road and check out our student blog coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, thanks for listening and enjoy your week. <laughs>